This is Revisiting Haven. Hey guys, uh, this is Amy J. Thank you for joining us on Revisiting Haven podcast. And with me as always is Amy S. Hi, this is Amy S., the other Amy. Hey guys, so today we are here to talk about Chosen. Season 5, episode 13, the season 5 mid, oh no, mid-season finale. Right. Um, and also, which marks, uh, Amy mentioned off, offline to me, 13 weeks straight of us doing this podcast. Well, I think we need to thank everybody who's taken the time to listen to us. <laughs> I think we need to thank you guys for your patience. It's not so much that we've done it, it's that people have listened. <laughs> I think it's both, because honestly, it takes some of our time, Amy, to do this. It's okay. We love Haven. We do. It is a guilty pleasure for us in recording this. Um, and hopefully you guys hear a difference in the quality. We've been trying to work on that throughout this season. And hopefully you hear a difference. If you do, please let us know. We appreciate it. We're trying to fix these things. Yeah, we're working on the audio setup. I think I'm on my third or fourth option here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try it till we get it. <laughs> so please let us know because um, I think we got it this time around. Hopefully. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Let us know if we did or didn't, uh, if we need to go back to it. But uh, kudos to Haven Season 5, 13 episodes. Fantastic job. Uh, what do you think of the season overall, Amy? I know. Well, first of all, I can't believe it's gone by already. I remember waiting for 501 to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the hiatus and we were counting down. I can't believe we've seen 13 episodes already. Everybody knows I love Haven. I I love it. I have nothing bad to say about it. Um Went out with a bang on this 513. We had some great episodes uh, throughout season 5A. Lots of fun stuff and lots of reveals and more mysteries. And, you know, I'm all for it. (laughs) It was great. And um, I guess before we continue on talking about the season, um, season 5, episode 13, because we're not talking about the season, uh, let's check to see if there are any news. Well, we don't have much. As I know I keep on saying that like the last six or seven times we recorded. We don't have much. Uh, Haven Origins, the mini webisode about, um, you know, the origins of the Troubles was posted. So check uh, Haven Facebook for that or sci-fi.com or hit me or Amy up on Twitter and we'll send you the link. So we uh, they just posted uh, episode two, part three. So we got episodes one and episode two uh, during our first five, season 5A and Haven Origins is coming back and we'll wrap up during season 5B. Um, so that was one of the cool extras we got during the season. We also got the cast talking, the Inside Haven videos that are posted. Um, we got the behind the scenes information, the fun facts from the uh, author of each episode that also went up on sci-fi.com. So we got some of those extras. That was cool. Um, and a quick, far- quick reminder about the Haven Origins. Amy and I will discuss that during the hiatus yeah, so let us know your thoughts, everybody. We can all jumble all of our thoughts together on mm-hmm. that. Um, actually, a couple theories I had from watching the first two episodes have already proven wrong now that we're through uh, episode 513 of Haven. Um, let's see, what else? So we don't know when season 5B is going to air. We do know that it's sometime in 2015. Um, and Amy was able to get confirmation directly from the official Twitter account for Haven, Haven Herald, that even they don't know. So you might be hearing some different things, but uh, we don't know yet. And you'll see that Brian Milliken and Eric Balfour tweeted the same thing. We don't know yet when it's going to air. We just know 2015. So we don't know how long our hiatus is going to be. So really, to make that really clear, it could be spring, it could be summer, it could be fall, it could be winter. We don't know. 
Yeah. Um, so right now it could be a mini hiatus. It could be a very long hiatus. Right. But um, as soon as anyone finds out officially, and, and let me make that clear, officially, uh, we will not, Amy and I won't be posting anything unless it's beneficial. And if that's right. the case, we're going to retweet it. Right. Um, so word will come from someone like Brian or Haven Herald first. So don't right. listen to anyone else unless they are official. Yeah. No news is what we have right now. Right. So, but let's think, so we just had our mid-season finale. I mean, last year when we were at episode 413 and we had the finale, we didn't know if Haven was coming back. So I think we're all stoked. We know it's coming back. We've got 13 more episodes next year. We don't have this, you know, are we left with this cliffhanger? What's happening? We know we've got, you know, another season to look forward to. Right. Because um, this time last year, we were all tweeting to sci-fi if you recall <laughs> begging for an answer on whether we would get another season or not so right we're in a very we are in a much better position than we were previously exactly embrace that folks we are we are so okay. i think is that is that all you have yeah that'll do it for now okay so just to um kind of give you guys a heads up now that we're kind of officially in hiatus um, what's going to happen with Revisiting Haven and Revisiting Haven, the podcast, um, the website, we're still going to keep doing things. Uh, in the next few weeks, we are going to be posting some things from Tanavi, who is part of the Haven UK fan club, about her set visit with some with the Haven UK fan club right. in um, Nova Scotia and what they went through and, and the great time that they had. And they met some fellow Haven fans. Um, and so... You can find that on the website starting next week, um, probably Monday. Very cool. Those will be up. And then Amy and I are going to keep on recording. We are going to switch to a bi-weekly format yes. starting 2015. So in January, this will be the last podcast for 2014. And then 2015, uh, that first week of January, probably, we'll start it up again. Right. And, you know, keep listening. We have some fun interviews with the cast, with the crew, um, some fun interviews hopefully to come with others that we're going to try and find and, and get going. But uh, we're going to try and keep Helatus as painless <laughs> as possible. Yeah, so even if anybody out there doesn't want to listen to us, doesn't want to listen to uh, me, Amy, or you, Amy, mm -hmm. um, we will have some stuff with the cast and crew that should be fun. So you can just tune in to hear them if, if you so choose. So that'll be coming starting in January. So... Pay attention, that, that'll be there, and uh, I think that's it, and we can now get to 5.13. Well, I know, Amy, you said this will be our last podcast um, of the year, but we're going to have to see. We might need to do a second one just on 5.13. We'll see how far we get through it today or uh, how many thoughts come into our head after we finish this discussion. If we need to come back and do a second one on 5.13, we will. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on how far we get today, because this, okay, let's say this, 5.13 was in... Uh, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I think Amy, okay. uh, the same thing could be said yeah. for Amy. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a lot of thoughts. I had to write them down because there were so many. So the plan is we're going to try and talk about it and go about half hour, a little bit over half hour if it happens. But we don't want to overwhelm you. So if we do need to take a second episode, we'll stop it and we will. Okay, cool. How about that? Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right. And started off, I love the fact that this episode picked up right where the last episode ended. Yes, exactly where the last one ended. And so we got to talk about Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Okay. Dr. Cross. 
Uh, well, my big if thing she's a doctor. Charlotte, my, my big thing with Charlotte, um, after you know having seen all of five thirteen, by the time we got to the end of the episode, I think I'm finally convinced that she came with a good intention. That she she did not harm anybody. Well, maybe Dwight's heart, right? <laughs> um, but she did lie about who she was. But she came with good intentions. Um, I'm kind of on her side now. I was doubting her. I wasn't sure. I didn't know if I could believe, you know, that she was good. And uh, But I think I'm going to go with she was good-hearted and good had good intentions. Now, didn't you... <laughs> Haven't you heard the saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Oh, yeah. So now you're going to, now like episode 514 is going to prove me wrong, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, okay. So we well, learned. I say that hesitantly. I mean, I was, the, for me personally, the jury was out on her. Now I'm more willing to say that she did come with good intentions. Yes. But I, again, this is Haven and we just never know. I um, agree with you. And I, I am more empathetic to Charlotte and her plight. Not sure I agree with what she did, but I understand right. why she did it. So, right. to that fact, let's talk about Charlotte and why she's here. Okay. Well, she she says she's here to connect with Mara and you know correct all of her wrongs and you know correct the damage that Mara's done. So, Amy and I were talking about this offline. Did Charlotte show up? Has she always been like? Does she show up during each? Um, cycle of the barn or did she show up now because agent howard disappeared and or mara uh was released yeah i tended that was my first thought was that she only showed up because mara is here wreaking mm -hmm. all this havoc mm -hmm. we know in the previous 500 years we don't think mara's ever been in haven it's always been these versions of her whether it was veronica or audrey or sarah or lucy or you right. know so i was kind of thinking she just showed up if we can believe her to take care of the Mara issue. But then Amy, as you just set up, said, does Agent Howard have anything to do with it? And so it's interesting. If if the What we learned is that there are two worlds. And um, thank you, Matt McGinnis, for that wonderful analogy with the micro microscopes because that, yes. that really helped put it into perspective there. So we, there are two worlds separated with the DMZ, you know, which is kind of like a neutral area. The void, whatever you want to call the it. The void, however you want to say it. And um, Mara and Charlotte and company. So actually, Mara, Charlotte, Agent Howard, Jennifer, Dave, that we know of, are all from this more advanced world. That's what it seems like. Absolutely. That's what we know right now. And then there's our world which isn't as advanced, but both the same, but never should the twain meet. Exactly. We can't combine them and they need to stay separated. That's what we learn. Yeah. And then we learn um, about why this is all happening. Yes, we learned about the barn and how that came to be. But, you know, and you know, it was also interesting that, um, so Charlotte is like, 500 years older than her daughter, Mara? Yes. I thought that was kind of interesting. It's funny because I have no basis for this. Like, is that, did she wait a long time to have Mara or is, did she have Mara when she was young? I can't well, tell. Actually, <laughs> actually, when Charlotte told Dwight how old she was, she said that's 1100 in your years. Yeah. So how the years transpire where Charlotte is from. Exactly. We, I, we don't know. We can't tell. So was yeah. that young? Was that old? I don't know. So but, maybe on that dimension or that planet or that plane or wherever that Charlotte's from, 
it's maybe it's not 500 years, right? Well, um, Mara was 100-ish, apparently, when um, she was imprisoned initially. Okay. And if Audrey never ages, well, 100 seems kind of young. Like, she was probably in her 20s. Yeah. Or late 20s or something like that. So that's interesting. Um, But what's more interesting, I think, is the fact that Mara was trying to... uh, We won't go into why Mara did what she did, but we'll go to the fact yet. Uh, we'll go to the fact that to make up for what Mara did, Charlotte sent her to this world to kind of see what she did and help those that she afflicted. Right. This was kind of her way of uh, teaching her a lesson. And even wasn't that even what Parker said, what Audrey said? So this is how you're going to teach her a lesson. So. Yeah. Yeah. She said, um, essentially, you brought her here to what? Teach your daughter a lesson? And yeah, like, and you, we could tell Audrey meant I've paid the price for that. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, Charlotte's reasoning was also so she could help. I mean, Mara's the one that did this. She should be able to help fix whatever happened. Right, but, so Charlotte wanted to show Mara kind of the errors of her ways, and um, that's why she created the barn, right? But this is the interesting thing to me. So Charlotte wanted her to come and help fix what happened but Mara's never and Audrey and Lucy and Sarah and Veronica they've only helped the troubled people deal with what they went through they never tried to fix the troubles did you ever notice that like yes well the only fix to the troubles that we've known of was her going into the barn every 27 years that was the only thing that fixed it and it just fixed it for those 27 years she was in the barn right yeah, but you remember the other trouble, the the other way of stopping the troubles, ending the troubles. The reason Nathan was on the hook. Right, right. It was because she had to kill the one she loved. So how was she going to do that? I mean, why was that the solution? That that was always, in, that's interesting to me, especially now knowing why she was sent here, what was happening, and that it was her mom that did it. Because mm-hmm. previously, I always thought this was some kind of judicial body that, executed a punishment for a criminal but this is a mom teaching a daughter and hey the only way you can solve this and help yourself and save everyone else is Mm -hmm. to kill someone you love how does that work (laughs) well but but you know but we found out from the book from cabot's journal um vince and dave you know they said that um what was once believed to be our Destiny is now our doom. What, what was that? Our salvation is now our doom. Okay. So nope, perhaps nope. Charlotte did not make it that uh, the versions of Mara had to kill the one she loved to start to solve the, the troubles. Okay. I'm going to stop us both here because I realized just as we're talking about this mm-hmm. that we could go on and on with just this. Okay. Okay. So guys, we're going to do a separate podcast on the revelations because, cause of I have to Charlotte. Because Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry I'm interrupting you. No, we're going we're gonna to do a whole new thing on Charlotte. We're going to do a podcast on Charlotte's revelations because I now I'm just talking off the cuff and I got so many thoughts and I'm like, okay, but we haven't even gotten to the other 10 stuff we have on our paper. I know. And I'm having trouble right now remembering that, you know, salvation is your doom and how that all came about. And, you know, so we'll have to talk about that in a separate podcast. Yeah. So apparently Charlotte is a little spiral for us. So we're... 
Just know but Charlotte, Charlotte didn't, did But that. she didn't know exactly everything that Mara did in, in the Haven that we were just in right now. Because she said that's why she became a CDC doctor, because she wanted to investigate the troubled people to figure out exactly what it was that Mara had done. So I found that interesting, too, that Charlotte just kind of knew that Mara was wreaking havoc, but didn't really know exactly how or what. It's an interesting point. And so did she come just now from her own dimension to try and figure out what Mara was doing and to correct this wrong? Um, to your point, Amy, why did Charlotte stay away? Did Charlotte stay away during all those other versions or was she there as well? Oh, and we learned that Charlotte is the one who can open a thinny. So that made sense to me that she could travel between her dimension and Haven whenever she wanted because she can open a thinny. Um, and she told Dwight she was never planning on staying. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, um, we're going to move from, from Charlotte, but let's talk about Dwight and Charlotte. All right. As mad as I am at Dwight, <laughs> and you all know I was mad at Dwight. I'm not, not at Adam Copeland. He did an amazing job, uh, playing Dwight, who made me mad. You're right. Uh, he did such a good job that you were mad at him. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's be clear about that. Um, I did feel bad that he got the his heart broken. He really did. But I give Dwight credit because in that opening scene, as soon as he finally the light bulb turned on in his head and he realized Charlotte, Charlotte admitted she was lying and he called the guard right away and said, we got to keep her locked up here in the lab and get your buddies over here. He acted appropriately once he finally figured it out for himself. Okay, I agree with that. What I don't agree with was Dwight putting the responsibility on Nathan after uh, Charlotte came out. Yeah. Like, come on. You're the one. Let's let's think about that, Dwight. You are the one that brought Charlotte into this, told her your secrets, told the secrets. Okay, so let me not go down that road. But you, <laughs> you told the secrets, Dwight, and now it's Nathan's responsibility. That was a little interesting. Because if Dwight wants to help the town and solve um, the, the troubles, you would think that he would still want to be responsible for Charlotte. No, I, I don't think that was why. But... Um, yeah, so I do feel bad focusing on the point that we were trying to make. Yeah, poor Dwight got his heart broken and then got it stomped on. Okay, so he got it broken initially because Charlotte lied and that deception came forward. Then he got it heartbroken, shattered, when she admits that, yeah, this was always going to be the outcome, her leaving right. him. Yeah, exactly. So how real was it, Charlotte? Yeah, he was a little freaked out, too, that she was 1,100 years old and she was kind of sort of Audrey's mom. <laughs> I think well, that whole thing see, freaked him out, too. <laughs> you didn't see Charlotte hesitating to ha- to be with him. I'm okay, sorry, that came out? Better, make better choices next time, Dwight. <laughs> that came out. My bad. Uh, so let's talk about Vincent, Dave, and Croatoan. Okay, so they, they still talked about Croatoan, and this may have to be another episode also, I guess. But Dave's still having visions. Yeah, so we, this is a whole thing that they've got to give us more information on coming up in season five. B, what is going on here? How does Dave, Dave does tie into it all and we need those answers. And I'm wondering, you know, is Dave kind of key to helping to fix Duke and solve all these problems now? You know, does he have some abilities or something about him and everything he knows in these previous lives he's lived or when he's been, you know, in the void? Is somehow that going to be key to helping I don't know. I don't think he's the answer because I still believe it's going to be Nathan and Audrey and their love and what they are able to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But what part does Dave play in resolving everything? So I don't know. It's kind of like an 
unanswered question to me. It is. And um, I, I think we got question, We got a lot of questions answered, but we have a lot of things unresolved and more questions that came about. One of the things I think that is going to come up in season 5B is going to be this Croatoan thing. Because mm-hmm. there was no movement except for the revelation of the rock and Dave's visions coming to life. Right. And that, you know, Dave had seen a massacre that happened in Haven and... Right. You know, so, that, yeah, that kind of ties into these Haven Origins webisodes. So, yeah, so we're I think that they have to answer that in in season 5B. So we'll see see what goes there. Or maybe, maybe like Nathan and Audrey will work with Dave and help him to understand more about what happened to him. And that bit of information that Nathan and Audrey uncover might help them answer some questions about, you know, how do we solve the troubles mm-hmm. or how do we approach what's happening right now? I don't know. There's so many theories, so many ways you could look at it. It, it's interesting. So th- we didn't get a lot there, but we did get something to tease us about what was going on. Yes. So um, now let's talk about Duke. Oh, God, Duke. Poor Duke. Duke's gone through a lot this season. Yeah. Oh, hey, and you know what? You should, if, if anybody out there hasn't read Eric Balfour's tweets, he actually tweeted some really good things about Duke um, that, you know, I thought provided some insight into the character and everything he went through. Um, so yeah, I think, um, Eric was awesome live tweeting on Friday for through the the East coast airing, Mm -hmm. uh, answered questions, but also had some great insight, like Amy is saying about Duke and how a lot of people are actually misunderstanding him. Yeah. And I, I appreciated these couple of tweets that Eric sent out that, you know, um, everything that Duke's done in season five has been for the greater good, um, of the town and, you know, he said that people, one thing people misunderstand the most is that Duke didn't want to help Mara. He just thought that was the only way to save Haven, you know? Yes. Um, and I think, you know, Duke showed his, um, that he's back, or he showed how he's always willing to sacrifice himself. I mean, not when we very first saw Duke, but through the evolution of his character and as this, this you know, Haven has moved along through all these issues it's been through. We've seen that Duke is willing to sacrifice himself and uh, he was going to make the ultimate sacrifice in this episode. I mean, even when Duke realizes that he had been played, mm-hmm. um, his focus was still on saving Haven by willing to sacrifice himself. Right, because he doesn't want, he sees the um, the destruction and the pain that these troubles that he is unleashing, he sees the destruction and the pain that is bringing. So he wants to go away. Remember, he asked Vince and Dave how far away he could go so it wouldn't affect people. He wants to stop this. Um, so he's willing to go through the thinny and um, go to the other side and explode in that dimension and not destroy Haven anymore. Which is, you got to give it to Duke. So... You, um, the bad guy with the with the heart of gold, yeah, is now the good guy with the a heart of gold. Exactly. I think yeah. that's the best way to say it. I mean, yeah, y- you can't you can't think that Duke is a bad guy when his intent again he had positive intentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we talk about the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but that may come <laughs> up later on. I don't know. I, I, I honestly think everybody has good intentions. I've said this before on the show. Everyone has good intentions. Who knows how this is going to be? 
Well, and, and he kind of turned, that's true. And, you know, Mara played him and he realized that and he acknowledged it. And then, it, you know, he was kind of trying to play her in this episode. He was going to get her on the seaplane and take her to the thinny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of going to use her the way she used him somewhat, if you will. Um, but I think it's interesting now because, like, is the key now in Haven, it's not so much, they don't need to worry about Mara causing the troubles or solving Mara or even the troubles always just being triggered through families, it seems, and through emotions that individuals are dealing with. The issue now is that Duke is causing the troubles. So that's like a whole new direction for Haven now. Um, How do we deal with all these troubles that are coming from Duke? Um, What do we do with that? It's just like a whole new dimension of the origin of the troubles and what do we do about it? Yes, yes. I think it's a big change. It, th- things are going to change, but um, keeping with the episode, we'll, we'll talk more about that at the end, about the, the troubles that were unleashed. Um, okay. But l- let's talk about uh, your favorite topic. Oh, my Naudry. <laughs> Nathan and Audrey. I know I'm not the only one, but I just love Nathan and Audrey, and I know a lot of folks who watch Haven do as well, and Haven's like the only TV show I watch, and... I just love them. I just can't get enough of them and how they mean everything to each other. And I just love their scenes in this episode. They were going to sacrifice themselves for each other, for Haven. Their love was real. They were acting out of their love for each other. Um, Nathan's loyalty to her, her loyalty to him. I could go on. But I, I want to make one note because um, we both probably could go on. Um, you could see the evolution of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And the maturity there was in the fact that as much as it was killing Nathan, he accepted Audrey's decision. Granted, she had to convince him, but that's understandable um, right. that he accepted it and helped her to do it. Right. And we but we did see in that little bit later on after that scene when he's driving in the Bronco and he's on the phone with Audrey and she's getting worse. And that even convinces him more that, you know, he's got to find Mara and Audrey's got to merge with Mara to to cure Audrey, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the faith in himself that he can bring her back. But he has faith in her, too. And he's when Audrey says, I don't think I can't do it. And he says, yes, you can. You're strong. He has the faith and belief in her that she can help him bring her back. Um, you know, and, and Nathan, we've seen him try and bring her, or we've seen him succeed in bringing her back two or three times previously, you know, um, he, she was kidnapped when Fred, the bolt gun killer, he brought her back then. Of course she was Audrey that whole time. Um, she came out of the barn. She pretended to be Lexi, you know, he had to deal with that. She was inside Mara. He did have to bring Audrey out literally this season, get her to come out of Mara. Um, I had no doubts that Nathan would have gotten her back had she indeed disappeared. What about you, Amy? Did you have faith that he would bring her back? I think it's different. I think it's different in the sense that what Mar, what Charlotte was saying was that um, Audrey would be a drop of white mm-hmm. in a can of black paint. Right. She'd be a part of Mara, but not, you know, it, it's it's kind of different. It wouldn't be separate entities. She would have blended in with Mara. Right. And um, even Audrey said, Audrey said Audrey Parker would cease to exist. 
Yeah, she would die. And, and, and poor Audrey having to think about that. Her whole time in Haven as Audrey Parker, she's fighting for her identity and who she is and where'd she come from and what's her purpose. And every time she kind of feels like maybe she's made some progress with that or she's she's come to accept certain things. And then here it was, she was going to have to say goodbye to Audrey Parker all over again. At the same time, though, I think um, she would have been able to do it because her what is her is helping the trouble and saving Haven. And this would be the way she could do it. This would be serving her purpose as Audrey Parker, which is to help the troubled and to save Duke and to save Nathan and to save Haven, as she herself said. So on the one hand, well, here's my, here's the distinction I want to make. Um, In season three, the reason she went into the barn was yes, it was her choice, but again, it wasn't her choice because that's what had to be done to save Haven. Right here, it was Audrey Parker's choice, not Agent Howard's, not anyone else's. It was her choice to do this because she could have died, and Mara well, could have kept on going. She went into the barn of her own, you know, volition. Though that was her choice, right? No, but that wasn't going to save the troubles. That wasn't going to save Haven. That was just going to delay it for, for another twenty-seven years. Gotcha. Here yeah. in this situation. She was going to sacrifice her life because she knew she would have died um, mm-hmm. if this was happening. And there was no coming back. And she knew that when she was talking to Nathan, I think. Um, but she made that choice right, for it. And there was yeah. no 27 years in this situation. Yeah. You know, it's different when you know, hey, I'm going to be back in 27 years. Right. Nathan might still be there. Yeah, Here, she, she did say, Nathan, you know, yeah, I'll see you again in right. 27 years. We'll get to do it all over again in 27 years. Yeah, and this is a totally different scenario where Nathan thinks he can bring her back, but she is pretty sure, which Charlotte later confirms, that she's going to die. Yeah. And she stays yeah. exists. So mm-hmm. I think it's even more important of a sacrifice that she makes in this. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so that, that's what I think. But it was a beautiful... Um, Beautiful moment for, yes. for, for our main couple of the yeah. show. And I think they did a wonderful job. And, uh, you know, both of these characters and both of the actors who play them do a great job of, of bringing the emotion out. Oh, my gosh. The emotion of that scene was amazing. Yeah. And you felt it. I mean, the fact yeah. that the maturity of them being able to kind of have this conversation and it actually be resolved uh-huh. In a way that kind of helps everyone, you know. Um, yeah. I thought was great. So there it is. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so, Mara. so, yeah, you have to talk about Mara because. Oh, gosh. I have so much to say about her. Okay. Before we, before we go into the actual characters, I have to say kudos to Emily Rose because, especially in this, we finally got the Mara Audrey confrontation twice. Right. I cannot imagine how difficult it was to film these scenes. Yeah, because they were face-to-face in the Bronco in the first scene. Yeah. And mind you, it's only one person. It's Emily Rose, who's playing both characters in different outfits, in different Uh positions. So you're filming this scene, and then she has to go have a costume change, come back and film the other side of her scenes. And kudos also to... um the writers, you know, for the, the script and, and the characters being so different that in that same scene, although it was Emily Rose playing both characters, mm-hmm. there's me watching it. And for me, I'm like, Mara, I hate you. And Audrey, I love you. I mean, yes. the same person right there. But the characters were so diverse and so totally opposite. 
that it was very easy for me as a viewer to separate them. Um, and it has been the whole time that Mara's been here in Haven. You know, uh, so it's, kudos, I, not just to the acting, but to the writing and the yes. directing and to everybody. I think it never more uh, prevalent was that distinction than the scene um, at the end where <laughs> Mara throws a punch at Audrey and Audrey catches it. Yeah. Okay. So that confrontation with uh, Mara saying, you know, I feel like something's missing every time I look at you, you make me queasy, essentially. She's like, you make me want to vomit. Right. But it wasn't that scene. It was the scene right immediately after between Mara and Charlotte uh-huh. that did it for me. Okay. Because I could literally see a whole different character. Of like, Mara. Well, yeah. I was like, that's not Audrey. And even if it was Mara, she, I saw a whole new range for her. Well, you talking with Mara kind of showed some emotions. The first time we've ever seen Mara show any emotion. I mean, well, yeah, um, because the a, emotions a real emotion, were distinct. Not, not, not the anger and the hate and the how she's always so vengeful and spiteful. The emotion of uh, the other you know, side. He, yeah. Yes. You know, I thought that was interesting too because Charlotte brought that out in her. Yeah. And I'm going to say this that. A lot of times your mother, you know, we kind of know your mom or your home or your family is your safe place and that's where you let your guard down. And I think Charlotte did that for Mara and Charlotte was, you know, her mother. She was the only one to talk to Mara kind of softly and kindly and like I'm on your side. Of course, Mara's evil and there's no reason for anybody to be kind to her or to want to be her friend. Mm -hmm. But her mother was the only one, you know, that was kind of on her side, if you will, that was like, I want to, I want to help you. Nobody had ever said that to Mara. Of course, understandably so, nobody ever said to Mara, let me help you. But I just thought it was interesting. You know, Charlotte was like, Charlotte is her mother. Her mother got through to her. She did. And I got to say, I, if you were live tweeting and you saw my tweets, I was like, Charlotte, come on, that's not going to work. You can't, you can't convince a crazy person. Um, but, you know, you're right. As a mother got through to her daughter, um, I could see that. Yeah. Well, even Nathan said in that one scene, he said to Charlotte, so Audrey's going to talk Mara down or talk her out of it or right. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sarcasm was strong in that one. It really was. Um, so, yeah, you know, Mara, Audrey, fantastic uh, done. That last scene with Mara and Charlotte, I thought was very poignant, poignant. Because uh-huh. um, I was impressed by Mara. Yeah. and I mean, Mara actually shed a tear of real emotion, right? She did. And I honestly thought that Mara was just this person who was in love with William. And she went crazy and was like power trippy. But wow, was I wrong about that? And it was yeah, daddy but, issues. Yeah, the whole thing of Mara has unfolded, obviously, stating the obvious during the season. Yeah, and it all comes down to the fact that you know, she's mourning her father. Now, whether he's actually dead, I'm not really sure, but she's, because Mara did say, I'm going to get him back. Um, so yeah, daddy issues. It was very unclear, but um, I, there was a lot revealed and we're not going to go into it now because I think this too would just unravel on us and we'd get away and as There's is so much to talk about in this episode. So, I mean, kudos to the cast and crew for giving us an episode that we just can't stop talking about. <laughs> yes. And I think we're going to have to we're going to we're definitely going to have to do, you know, what? probably the first uh, ep- part of the recording that we do for the new year is going to be about this episode again. Just talking about the things that were revealed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it's going to have to because we're already past 30 minutes right now. Okay, we'll save it for the next time. Yes. Um, But I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode as much as we did. I think uh, from what I saw, and Amy, you can concur or or not disagree if, if you saw it. I think everyone enjoyed this episode. Yes, I agree. Everybody, like their socks were knocked off. Everybody was just like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, guys. And I just want to say, Haven fans, Haven family, we'll get each other through hiatus. And we do have, you know, a new season coming up. And we'll make it through. We'll we'll get there. I think what, what I, I, I want to leave you guys with for the rest of this year is get your friends to watch Haven now. This episode was fantastic. It kind of went back to old school Haven story was advanced there was everything in it get your friends to watch it on netflix check it out now is the best time to get them onto it just before the um new season starts yeah you got plenty everybody's got plenty of time to catch up they've got five seasons to catch up on but to your point amy we've got a number of months so there's time so till next time um we will see you guys in the new year uh just want to wish you on behalf of amy and myself happy holidays whatever religion you are we wish you all a happy holidays if you don't uh enjoy the season and we'll see you guys in the upcoming year you want to say bye amy oh yes i'll just echo amy's wishes thank you to everybody and uh haven fans are the best and look forward to more in 2015 see you guys this is revisiting haven